This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dumpster Diving. Oh, you know what? I almost forgot. Uh, speaking of the Teaches of Peaches, what's our Peaches update? Oh, she's doing great. She uh, Actually, she seems... So, you know, it's taken a while for her to kind of acclimate herself to the family and and everything, but she's my wife mentioned today she's like she's really gotten a lot more cuddly and and stuff like that lately so not only is she feeling better but she's you know she's ingratiating herself with the the family more she likes to go out a lot where she'll just she'll just go out in the backyard and kind of she'll roll around on the on the cement i think to like you know itch her back and stuff like that she likes to kind of sit out into the in the sun and you know, we'll go out there sometimes with her and sit there. She'll sit by the chairs that are out there and everything. Uh, the other day, she she went. There was some dirt that that was on the sidewalk that I was shoveling up, and I kind of piled it up on the on the grass. And she went over and sat on the dirt and peed on it. I was looking over, and I was like, "Is she peeing on the dirt?" And then she she got off of it and started pawing to cover it up, like like cats do. Um, so it was just I don't know. It was, it was very funny, but yeah, she's doing, she's doing really well. It's, uh, you know, did, you, did she go back to the vet and then she's all good now or yeah, she seemed, yeah, she seems to be, she seems to be good now. So we, we got lucky. I don't know exactly what happened, but we got lucky. Good. I'm not trying to be funny. What if she had like the COVID? I hear that cats can get it. It might've been, it might've been something like that. That was like throwing off her numbers. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But you know what? I, what's hilarious about cats? Uh, I don't know if your if yours does this too, but mine. Like my my cats, like forget they know me for a minute. Yes. Like, like I'll walk into a room and like uh, our cat Bodie will look at me and just run away like as fast as he can. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, they, she does that every once in a while. Today it was funny. We were playing Yahtzee, and she was sitting on the. Like she sits at the table where where we eat, and that's where we were playing Yahtzee in the dining room. She she sits at the table a lot. Like when we're eating and stuff like that, she'll sit in front of a plate until someone sits down, and then she goes and sits in the corner. But she was sitting at the table while we were playing, and she just kind of looked at uh, my son had left his pencil on the the chair, and she was just kind of looking over at it. And then she knocks it down, like she knocked it down on the floor, and then jumped down and started chasing it around. Like, Nice. It's fun. It's funny how they'll do cute stuff like that, just like out of the blue. If everybody has pictures of their cats, please, uh, please tweet them to me. I like cats. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, um, so today we're doing something a little bit different, I believe. Yeah. So uh, instead of watching something, because you know the dumpster is is everywhere. The whole world is the dumpster. A lot of times, the world is a dumpster. <laughs> Banana. Um, so Where Fred Van Cleve just blasting down fucking uh Biowood at like 80 miles an hour <laughs> in the ice. I I noticed a list from Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone does these lists quite often. It comes with a free subscription to AARP magazine. Yeah, exactly. And I don't I don't think I ever really agree with their lists, but I wanted to get... No, and they help induct people to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that is terrible. Mm, Absolutely. (laughs) But I wanted to get Mike's opinion on this, because this is the 50 greatest stand-up comedians of all time. So the dumpster that we're diving into is, uh, you know, kind of the internet, but in particular, Rolling Rolling Stone Stone magazine. Lists. I like how they had to, like, you know... uh, (laughs) I like how they had to lower themselves to do lists, like BuzzFeed. Yeah, they, they did the 500 greatest songs of all time. At one point. I bet none of them are good. 500 songs. Number one is Like a Rolling Stone by Pop Dylan. I like that song a lot. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's the best song of all time. Yeah, I like the song a lot. But what I, would you say the best time of all time is? Uh, Ice Cream Man by David Lee Roth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> Oh, I can't even remember the name of the song. Fuck. It's the Women and Children first song, but I can't, it's not called that. It's from the album. Fair Women. Warning? No, no. Fair Warning's a different album. It's from the album Women and Children 50 first, 50? but I can't. That one's not with David Lee Roth. <laughs> Van Halen 2. Yep, that one. 
Dance the Night Away. Extreme featuring Jerry Sharon. That sounds bad. Oh my god. But anyway, so I wanted to get Mike's opinion on this because How about this? I think I think the ultimate daily Roth song is Ain't Talking About Love. I agree, actually. I think that's that's yeah, that I think that that probably conveys his personality more than anything else. And there's like a, a spot where the music all stops and he's just talking. Yeah. A lot of friends, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you want to got to bleed for it, baby. Um, but anyway, we start off. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, what about running with the devil? The audio only, the vocals only track. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to hear. I want to hear just the back, the backup vocals isolated. Running with the devil. How about we call the band Van Halen? <laughs> Little did he know. Fucking, what's his name? Anyway, um, number fifty on this list, and you oh, know, no. some of these will go through. Will go through pretty quickly because there's fifty of them. But number fifty on this list is Wanda Sykes. I like her. She's very funny. Yeah, I, I I actually wish she was higher on the list. Um, I'd like to see more. I feel she got caught in the trap of like being able to make easy money from TV and uh, mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, to being on uh, five minutes at a time of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> hey, why? Yeah, I think she had her own show on Fox too, and she does those voices too. I mean, I like her. I like her voice. I mm-hmm. mean, like I like the way her voice sounds. She's funny. I, I think she could have been a much better stand-up if she focused on it. Yep, agreed. Uh, Aziz Ansari is number 49. <laughs> no. Yep, I agree. Not even in the top 50. Not so- in the top 50 of Indian American comedians. <laughs> Would he make it in the top 100 of Indian American comedians of the last 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> number one most obnoxious comedian. <laughs> uh, 48 is Margaret Cho. Again, very funny. I feel much like Wanda Sykes. She kind of like, yep. She kind of spread all over the place. I mean, is she just focused on stand up? I mean, I think after she got her show, like in the mid nineties, I mo- I didn't see a lot of stand up from her. There's some, but I if she would focused, she would have been you know very higher on this list. Yep, ag- agreed. She's she was a victim. Well, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it a victim or not, but she was a victim of being in an era where a lot of stand up comedians were looking for their sitcom deal. Because of Seinfeld and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and a lot of people are just throwing huge amounts of money out, you know, especially, I mean, not to, no offense, but I mean, people who like have like a unique point of view, like, you know, an Asian American like Margaret Cho. Mm-hmm. Like, she has a lot, a lot of her stand up has a lot of funny stories about her family. Perfect fit. I, I liked her show. I thought she was good on it. But again, if she had focused on stand up, she's very intelligent, has a very unique perspective. Yep. I, I feel that she kind of wasted her talents a bit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number 47 is Elaine Boozler. I don't really know much about her. I know the name. I I don't think I've ever seen her stand up. I've seen I've seen uh a bit of her stand up. I mean, I've seen a couple of her specials. Um she was she was good. Uh I I, I would say 47's probably an appropriate place for her on the list. She suffers from the fact that her a lot of her material is pretty dated because she was an 80s comedian. She was with that that first boom of stand-up comedy in the 80s and you know, she's a product of her time. So I think that's a big problem. Yeah, I, that's always, that's always a problem for comedians too. Mm-hmm. Like Paul Provenza. Yeah, exactly. Number 46 on this list is Reggie Watts. I didn't know he's a stand-up comedian. Isn't he like the, he's on that, uh, that one show, isn't he? Uh, I have um, no idea. Uh, it's, it's like some guy, I can't remember his name. Scott Ackerman has a show and I think Reggie Watts is on it. I, I, I don't know much about his stand-up. I don't even know if he is a stand-up. Let's see. Let me see if he's... Uh, apparently, he's on SpongeBob. Uh, let's see. What the fuck is that? Uh, he was in Pitch Perfect 2. Interesting. <laughs> he was in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker as additional voices. Um, let's see. He What TV shows has he been? Uh, Ask the Storybots. So he's on the story bots. Uh, let's see. Mr. Peabody and Sherman show James Corden. And apparently he was a neighbor inside Amy Schumer comedy. Bang, bang. 
America's Comedy Bang Bang. That's that's a show he was on for a while. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's a stand up. I mean, so I can't really say much. Yeah, I've haven't I have not seen any of his stand up. Uh according to this, it says that he cited Monty Python and Bugs Bunny as influences. Which I can already tell you this is gonna be a terrible list that excludes a lot of classic comedians that should be on here. Yep, agreed. <laughs> Number 45, and this is kind of interesting to me, is Freddie Prince. Uh, I know. I, I Obviously, he was an uh, electric you know, stand-up at the time. Mm-hmm. He had his own show, Chico and the Man. Yep. I've never seen a stand-up, I can tell you. But I'm glad that they include an older, per- like an older person like that on that. And it's all, not all like everybody you see on like Comedy Central in the last five years. What I find interesting about this is that Freddie Prince, and I've, I've seen one of his sets... Uh, Freddie Prince basically had one year. He was 19 years old. I mean, uh, uh, in in his own way, kind of Chappelle-like. That's what he reminds me of a little bit, except that he didn't stick with stand-up comedy. But he had basically one year uh, of doing stand-up and killing it. He got on The Tonight Show, and then they offered him his own show, Chico and the Man, he got super popular on that show, didn't really do stand-up comedy anymore, and then unfortunately killed himself when he was 22 years old. Um, for, that, for that alone, I'd say no, then. Yeah. No at, offense, but I mean, you don't have enough time on there. That's that's the, that's the thing that I find interesting about it, is that he only had one year, and he did, he did one, like one special. He did one, I, I think it was an HBO special, too. I think it was like one of the early... HBO specials, but he he did one, and that's it. And like you, he the the set that I've seen of his is funny. Again, kind of dated, but funny. But he's he's got that kind. He had that kind of like very like quick energy, uh, and that's sure. he, he brought that to the stage, which can be you know it, when used well can be really good. But yeah, I mean, only one year. It's it's tough. <coughs> I think an important question for this whole list, too, is have you ever heard somebody say, wow, I was really influenced by Freddie Prinze? No <laughs> offense, but I mean, he's been around, what, three years? And yeah. most of that was on a TV show? Yeah, exactly. Uh, number 44, who I think should be way higher, is uh, Russell Peters. I I don't really like Russell Peters that much. Really? I think I there are times there are times that I don't like some of his stand-up, but I think he's very good. What I don't like is that like ninety nine percent of his stand up is like ethnic, like oh I'm an Indian and we do this, or you know Pakistani yeah. people like to. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's good because there's not a lot of those voices out there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think I feel he's kind of hacky, and I feel he's way too confident for the ability he has. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I like him a little bit better than you, than you do. But uh, do you think forty four is too high out of fifty? Does he belong? I just hear the rest of the list. He's, I guess, top. I mean, innovative. Yeah, that's he's definitely innovative because, again, a lot of these people aren't. You know, he's got huge cr- crowded like stadiums of like you know people who never hear jokes about themselves, and that's great. But I mean, I don't know. I think innovation is pretty important, but I just personally find him kind of hacky. Well, speaking of hacky and someone I don't think belongs on the list at all, just me personally, number forty three is Amy Schumer. I don't. I don't find her that funny. Yeah. And it's, I mean, whatever. I mean, I know people like her. Obviously, she's popular. I mean, she's one of the leading comedians out there today. I just don't find her that funny. I've heard too much evidence that is pretty, uh, pretty damning of joke theft, especially from the great Patrice O'Neill. See, I would, I would say that I would attribute that to the writers. I don't know that she personally was stealing those jokes. I mean, it's possible because, you know, she was around when Patrice was. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's too many people involved in her show to say that's her directly stealing. Well, I mean, it's shitty. It's shitty if like, you know, are you talking about stand up? Yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple stand up bits because she used to open for Patrice and she does in particular. She does this one stand up bit where she talks about uh, different sexual positions and she she mentions a couple like and the the one that I remember is like the poltergeist or something like that, where you know you have a friend tag in and then you go to the window and like kind of wave at her and everything like you're out of yeah. your body or something like that. And it's it's almost identical to a joke that Patrice did like years earlier. And, I, can, I can see that, but I've also heard the same premise before when I was like in high school. You know, I mean, yeah. is that a brand new original? I mean. 
it, I, I have no tolerance. I mean, not that I'm like the comedy police, but I mean, joke theory is like the lowest form because that's such, you know, a unique personal thing, a joke that mm-hmm. you create from nothingness. I mean, if she's in fact a joke thief, that's deplorable. But again, I mean, I, I, I don't know where she belongs in this. Let's see the rest of it. So who's next? Uh, number 42 is Phyllis Diller. Yes, she should be way higher. Yep. And Phyllis Diller, Phyllis Diller, I mean, talk about Pioneer for one, but Phyllis Diller also just very funny. <laughs> like, if anyone that hasn't seen any of her stand up, you should check out some Phyllis Diller stand up. Very, yeah, she very should be funny. way higher, way higher. Yeah, I agree. I would put her, I, I'd put her maybe 10, like, I, top 20 for sure. 10, there's some very strong contenders. Yeah. But definitely, like, maybe just outside the top 10 in that range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, innovation, if that's a if that's a criteria, 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, number 41 is Bernie Mac. Oh, God. Bernie Mac is so funny. Yeah. Who I also think should be higher on this list, honestly. Way way higher. Have you, oh, yes. I mean, again, he, he got into TV and movies, but he was older at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. he had, had a career for... A good 15 plus years before he was, you know, pretty much launched into stardom with the Kings of Comedy. Yeah. I've never seen anything with Bernie Mac where he's not fucking hilarious. Oh, I love Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac should have been as popular as Eddie Murphy in his Haiti. That's how funny Bernie Mac is. Yeah. Bernie Mac, top 10 for sure. Bernie Mac stand up is is just, I mean, it's it's fantastic. Look up the Bernie Mac uh, comedy with Def Jam where he's like, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Funniest shit ever. Yes. <laughs> actually to to um rolling stones credit because each one of these comes with like a little blurb you know where they kind of justify their pick or whatever the first line uh after of the bernie mac thing is i ain't scared of you motherfuckers yes you have to that is a classic all-time routine funniest shit yeah uh number 40 is gary shandling uh Higher. Yeah, I like Gary Shandling quite a bit as a stand-up, actually. And and I don't think he gets a ton of recognition anymore, probably. There, I mean, he's, he's, he's classically a comedian's comedian. Every comedian you know and love worships Gary Shandling. Mm-hmm. I mean, not my, my not my type of comedy, for, for sure. I mean, I'm more of like a, a harsher comedy, but innovative, influential. I mean, yep. Gary Shandling is is up there. Uh, number 39 is, is Moms Mabley. Higher. Should yeah. be higher. Yep. And that you've talked about her before. I, I believe. Wow, Moms Mabley. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I famously, like, one of the underrepresented, like, you know, black uh, female comedians from, mm. what, the 40s, 50s? Yeah. There's a documentary about Moms Mabley. I think it's on Netflix. Higher. So, influ- I mean, you don't have Roseanne. You don't have, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Sarah Silverman. I mean, no offense to Sarah Silverman, but, I mean, who's funnier than Sarah Silverman? <laughs> I mean, any anyone who's not just women, any anyone who's ever, I mean, Red Fox is you know a contemporary or before her, but this is just a woman who just gives no fucks. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Roseanne Barr, number thirty-eight is Roseanne Barr. Again, I I feel she should be higher. Innovative, mm-hmm. funny as fuck, still funny. Doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks. Speaks her mind. Uh, had one of the most innovative TV shows of all time. Roseanne always funny. Yep, higher. And, and yeah, and her stand up again. Excellent, excellent stand-up. And not only, you know, paving the way for women and stuff like that, paving paving the way for a certain kind of woman. She didn't, you know, she wasn't like... uh, Norm MacDonald talks about sometimes where, you know, like... He mentions her and Phil Stiller and probably Moms Mabley were like... I I mean, it's his words, but let's let's be honest. They're unattractive uh, women. I mean, someone like normally that, you know, uh, a stereotypical man wouldn't pay attention to. So funny, you can't deny her. That's how funny Roseanne is. Roseanne... Funny as fuck with our, our good friend Ed Bigley Jr. and She Devil Roseanne. Yep. Her, yep. Way higher. Absolutely. Number 37 is Sam Kinison. Oh, uh, come on. Higher. Yeah. The, the, again, somebody that. So, uh, you know. Again, influential. Norm MacDonald cites, you know, Sam Kinison. Ralphie May, mm-hmm. a great comedian, cites Sam, Sam Kinison. Joe Rogan became a comedian because of Sam Kinison. Not that Joe Rogan's the funniest comedian, but I mean, super influential. I mean, he's the 80s. That's what yeah. he is comedically. Some people, you know, will will lump him in there with uh, Andrew Dice Clay. For some, for whatever reason, they, they get mentioned a lot together. Uh, but the thing is, is like, I can under I can understand why you know 
like some people equate them because their acts is, could be somewhat similar. But Sam Kinison, Sam Kinison was the authentic, real deal, fucking out there, nutcase kind of, you know, comedy. And Andrew Dice Clay always seemed like an act to me. Andrew Dice Clay is an act. That's why. But I mean, it's a brilliant. I mean, Andrew Dice Clay comedically is a. I think he's a genius on some levels. He really? deliberately, you know, he's deliberately this anti-social person. Mm-hmm. He was uh, reportedly would just walk rooms, like just like be so unfunny deliberately just to make everybody leave. He has a whole album recorded like that. I don't <laughs> think he's the funniest, but I mean, he he's definitely uh, he definitely took it to the the highest level. I mean, he he sold out Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I mean that's that's hard to argue. Number thirty six. Number thirty six is someone I'm not really familiar with. Daniel Kitson. Never heard of him. Yeah, it says fusing stand up and theater into carefully structured solo ventures. This British comic. I was going to say he's British. Yeah, scrutinizes bits of his biography while contemplating bigger issues, uh, the nature of time, memory, and individual perception. So I'm not, I'm not really familiar with him, so I can't really say. Same here. What's what's the next one? Uh, number thirty five is Tig uh, Nataro. Again, I've never I, I've heard of her. I haven't heard any of her stuff. I mean, you know, she has like one special that's pretty like popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think she's one of the many people who've accused Louis C.K. of sexual harassment. But yeah, I, I can't speak in it because I don't really know her. I watched one of her after actually after watching this because she has a couple specials on um, on Netflix, and I watched one of them. Or at least like I uh, like forty five or not like uh, three quarters of of one of them. I didn't really find her that funny. She has she definitely has a style. Uh, she anyone that can anyone that can go up there and control a crowd and you know kind of go through their act. I think has talent. So she she's talented. Anyone that sure. can can do that you know has some kind of talent. But she's really not my kind of humor and. I just I didn't really enjoy it that much, so I would say probably maybe a little high, uh, definitely top fifty, but but probably a little high would be my. You don't think she's funnier than Roseanne? No, no. Yeah. That's what really makes this me. This is really why this is a shitty list. Yes, you already have so many people that are funnier than her. Yes, exactly. Uh, number thirty four on the list: Patton Oswalt. I was just thinking about Patton Oswalt when you said that. Uh, I don't know. That might be perfectly placed. I, I find him kind of funny, but I really dislike him in, in general. Yeah, I, I, I don't dislike him. I, I get his whole nerd, like I'm a nerd kind of thing. Um, oh, we get it. <laughs> but I don't. Pat Oswalt to me is the the comic equivalent of I don't getting your teeth cleaned. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not horribly unpleasant. It's not it's not like incredibly pleasant. It just kinda is. That's what See, I, I, I I've seen one special item that I thought was really funny. It was the obliterator one, which I, I suggest mm-hmm. you watch at the very least for the David Lee Roth part. Okay. Yeah. I've seen other stuff that I don't find as funny and just like the stuff he's in in general. I mean, it's like, yeah, I get it. You you like Star Wars. I mean, mm-hmm. But but I, I I mean I think that's fine. I think he's okay at this number. Yeah. What's the next one? Uh thirty three is Janine Garofalo. Hmm. Hey, when's the last time she's done stand up? Like nineteen ninety six? Yeah, I, I haven't know. really heard a lot of her stand up, but I mostly look again. It's someone who's mostly become an actor. I mean, I can't really, I mean, influential. I mean, yeah, everybody kind of knows. I mean, you kind of get the see. I kind of get the if I heard a joke that was a Janine Garofalo joke, I'd be like, oh, that's probably her. But I wouldn't be able to like you know name it like, oh, remember that hilarious you know line from Janine Garofalo about right. you know men? Yeah, exactly. Do uh, if anything from like nineteen ninety six, like that's Janine Garofalo to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think she's fine at that number. I, I, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, I think really we're gonna get into pure standups, and that's why I'm gonna be getting annoyed at this list. But get, what's next? Oh, wait, wait to get really annoyed, Mike, because wait to get pissed off at number thirty-two. Okay, what's next though? Patrice O'Neill. What number is he? Thirty-two. Get the fuck out of out here. of Top five, fifty for sure. Somehow, Patrice O'Neill is only thirty-two out of fifty. It's, I don't want Patrice O'Neill is 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 the classic like it's in t- maybe even it'll take ten more years where people realize what a fucking genius this man is. He's fearless. 
he'll comment on anything and he's always right. He'll make you laugh when oh. you don't want to laugh. He'll he's he's a hundred percent correct about everything he says. He's mm-hmm. brilliant. And he's like just packaged in like this like six foot five, three hundred five, three hundred pound, you know, like a you know, big black guy that everyone's like, Oh, you know, shit, this is big scary. But this guy's fucking he has the wisdom of Socrates, and I'm not even mm-hmm. exaggerating. This guy's no. a fucking genius, genius, genius. And yeah. this is bullshit right here you're absolutely right yeah it's terrible so here's how rolling stone uh tries to spin this okay it says o'neill may be the true heir to Pryor's legacy had he lived another 20 years he might have been the greatest comic ever but you'll put fucking uh freddie prince on the on the list for like ba- barely one year of comedy come on yeah but please tell me who's next so i can be very angry sarah silverman <laughs> eh, I, i'm not too mad i mean again innovative you know a voice uh, i mean uh, let's be, there's not a lot of female comics you know yeah. i mean we need more there's i mean there's what 50 percent or more of the population is female mm-hmm. i mean i don't especially i mean i like her comedy style it's like aggressive you know it's mean yep. she notoriously like upset joe franklin by claiming he raped her turns the aristocrats yes i mean I, I i'm not i'm not mad that she's ranked so highly but i am very annoyed that patrice o'neill is not within the top five because no. that is bullshit speaking of rape number number watch, watch elephant watch elephant in the room on uh netflix and tell me that he's not the fucking top five exactly uh woody allen number 30 um i've heard very few of his jokes i think he gets more credit from his you know film career mm-hmm. than his stand-up i mean he was a just fine have, stand-up we just have to disregard uh, people's personal lives for this list because we're just oh, talking about sure. stand-up. Uh, Woody Allen, for sure, is a, a, a terrible human being by all accounts. Well, maybe not his wife's account. Right. But, yeah, he's a, he was, he was a, a fine comedian. Uh, I don't know if I would – like, his comedy books and were, were more innovative, I think, than his stand-up necessarily. Sure, but nobody knows him for his stand-up. It's all his movies. So, right. I mean, I mean, I, he's very influential. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure Seinfeld's influenced by him. Oh, yeah. I mean, new, count, countless comedians are influenced by Woody Allen. Number two. Tw- I mean, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, but I mean, I don't know that he deserved I mean, – that, that's probably okay for him spot-wise. Yeah, 30 is, I think, is fine, but Patrice O'Neill should be higher. I mean, 30 is easily 20 years above his dating range, but I mean, that's fine, you know, his uh, stand-up number. <laughs> number 29 is Dick Gregory. Yeah, uh, Dick Gregory, sure. Yep. I mean, you know, uh, black comedian, 1960s Playboy Club, um, you know, definitely uh, a definitely... Innovator. Yeah, definitely an innovator. And, fa- and funny, too. A funny yeah, guy. Very funny. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, passed away, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that I'm, I have no objections. Number 20- is he higher? I'm not very familiar with this uh, catalog, so I can't say. Right. Number 28 is Robert Klein. Not super familiar, but I think he's one of those, like, you know, doesn't give a shit, uh, you know, says mm-hmm. whatever he wants. He had some notable, hilarious appearances in Howard Stern. Yep. Not very familiar with his stand-up, but I believe his daughter's married to Joe Rogan. Yeah, he did one of those those things. He So he was very, like, a uh, story kind of comedian, um, but then... Yeah, he got started getting into politics a lot in the seventies, so he would do a lot of like Watergate type stuff and and everything. Uh, he got a little like edgier during that time period. I've seen a decent amount of his stuff. I think he's he's good. He's a good comedian. I don't always. Yeah, he's funny when I've heard him. I'm not upset by the ranking, but again, who 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 is he cutting off the list? That's what we need to figure out. Right. Number twenty seven is Red Fox. Higher. Yeah, I would agree. Red Fox is another one of those that just like Red Fox is one of those people that not only he's funny in every aspect. He's mm-hmm. his material is funny, his voice is funny, he looks funny, yep. his mannerisms are funny. Red Fox is a fucking classic. Absolutely. Number twenty six, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, that's ridiculous. He needs to be way higher. <laughs> yeah, um, he's like the king. I mean, Henny Youngman aside, he's the king of one liners. He's got sure. so many fuck. Watch Rodney Dangerfield on the Johnny Carson show. Oh, my God. He he can't stop laughing. Rodney Dangerfield. It sounds dated now, but that's only because you've heard his jokes a thousand times. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield might have written more jokes than anyone else on the list. Yes. He took like a 40-year break but, uh, to come back to stand-up. Cause he, because that's the thing. Like you said, it's those one-line. It's the, like, the 
the old form of comedy that he would do where yeah, like red fox everything funny about him his, yeah. his appearance his voice his jokes his jokes are are undeniably funny i mean jackie martling from the howard stern show claimed he wrote some of them who mm-hmm. knows but i mean rodney Dangerfield is the king of one-liners king of jokes right above him at number 25 is eddie murphy <laughs> Oh, get out of here. I know. I five? How? Eddie Murphy's top three, I'd say. I mean, it's hard. I have to push it. We'll get to that later. But yeah, yeah. that that's insane. You are ridiculous. Eddie Murphy hasn't done a fucking stand-up special. I mean, say his last one was Raw in 85. Still funnier than anything you'll fucking ever see in your whole life. And talk about influential. I mean, how many comedies? Uh, influential every comedian ever. Right. Uh, number 24 is Eddie Azard. Eddie Azard is very funny. Yep. He's not funnier than Eddie Murphy. And that's, that, see, that's, this does a disservice because you can't really truly properly recognize Eddie Azard's genius when you say that he's funnier than Eddie Murphy. No one would agree to that. Eddie mm-hmm. Azard is, does not think he's funnier than Eddie Murphy. Right. Eddie Azard is genius, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can't say it off. He's, he's just, wow. His, his, his stand-up is funny on so many levels he's you know prolific he's done movies he's oh, great yeah. he's not funnier than eddie murphy no <laughs> he didn't single-handedly save saturday night live i'll tell you that much no um number 23 is don rickles uh i've seen don rickles stand up. yeah i've seen don rickles stand up it, it's good it's definitely good it's it's, it's, it's innovative for the time for sure mm-hmm. yep and he was saved the way for the entire genre of insult comedians, or exactly. even like you know, like there's no Anthony Jeselnik without Don Rickles. Exactly. There's there's no Jeff Ross for sure. Yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, shit, I can't. Lisa Lampanelli. Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah. I mean, for sure. There's. I mean, there's no her. I mean, Don Rickles, a classic. I mean, he should be higher. Number twenty-two, Jonathan Winters. Again, I, I mean, he's a classic. I haven't seen a lot of his stand-up. I, I mostly know him from that Twilight Zone episode, but he's really good in that. Yep. I'll tell you, I'm not a big fan of his stand-up. I've seen his stand-up. It's, it's clear that he influenced um, uh, Robin Williams, um, but I'm not – I was never a big – it's too silly to me. Like, I, I'm not a big sure. – I'm not a big silly yeah, – I'm, I'm not a big Robin Williams fan, but I'm sure he's higher on this list. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't remember, but I'm sure he is. <laughs> Number 21, Bob Newhart. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine with me too. And and I'm a huge Bob Newhart fan, but I think you know, like right around the top twenty, I think is good for him. Um, I, I think his stand up's very funny. He's obviously very deadpan, very like you know, kind of serious type stuff. Um, one of the what I, I believe he was like a, a, a he's like an advertising uh person. And he like recorded these like these uh, tapes that yep. he made the records with his friends. Yep. One of my favorite things is he does this bit and he's like, uh, you know, so it's about a bad driver, right? And he's like the driver. What's her name? Yeah, that's what he, well, the driver's a woman, right? And the, like the crowd like starts booing and stuff and Bob Newhart's like, okay, you know, if you guys don't, if you object to it being a woman, uh, we can have it be an Asian driver. Is that okay? And like the crowd, this is the eighties, obviously. So it's like, you can get away with that more. And the crowd's like, yeah, okay. You know, whatever. And he goes, all right, so let's do it. Uh, it's like, and he goes through it for like 30 seconds. He's like, okay, so we can continue this way or it's a woman. And then then he just like continues the joke with it being a woman. Nice. But, uh, okay, so number 20 is Mitch Hedgeberg. Mitch Hedgeberg is, uh, I mean, I, I, I know I just said that uh, Roddy Dangerfield was a, the king of one-liners. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Mitch Hedberg is the king of one-liners. Yep, absolutely. And many people have pointed out before uh, that if Twitter were around while he was still alive, he would just be the king of <laughs> Twitter. Yes. Hell yeah. I never heard that before, but absolutely. He'd be the most famous person in the world. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, he's absolutely hilarious. Obviously, he had issues with you know drugs, but by all accounts, he loved drugs. So I mean, he yeah. he lived the life he wanted to live. It's not my choice, but good for him. Classic, hilarious. I mean, joke after joke. And he packs. He has a sixty minute set, all like you know five second jokes. That's that's Mitch Hedberg, and they're all hilarious. Yep. And if they're not, he'll acknowledge it. Funny, funny, funny guy. Absolutely. Um, number nineteen, Albert Brooks. I, I want to point out, actually, that both you and I thought Mitch Hedberg was terrible. <laughs> Remember the commercial he had on uh, Comedy Central? It was like for one of his. It was like maybe his worst joke. Yes, yes. About like 
potatoes. And if you, you know, maybe it's like watching it, it's like, oh my God, this is like the most terrible thing. And then years later, I luckily, he's in front of Doug Stanhope, who, who I don't think is on this list. And we should mention who should be on the list, I think, later. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, he, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard his joke about tennis, how you can never be better than a wall. Yes. That was actually, he actually came up with that when he was playing tennis with Doug Stanhope. Because he actually mentions in the first version, I was playing tennis with my friend Doug. That's Doug Stanhope was his neighbor. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. But yeah, yeah, we we saw that. And it was like, they, they put the worst joke on for the commercials. Like, what is, why? Uh, but yeah. yeah, Albert Brooks at number 19, I think is interesting because he was one of those, I like, I, I hesitate to say Andy Kaufman esque, but he was, cause he wasn't like, let's trick the audience or anything like that, but he was just like, let's do different things. I don't know if I'd even like, even his stand up routine, I don't know if I'd exactly call stand up. He, he did a lot of, <sighs> you know what he reminds me of? Bo Burnham. That's, that's like, he yeah, remi- but- yeah, when's the last that. time Albert Brooks is on stand-up? Oh, it, yeah, it's been uh, 40 years, 30 years. I think that alone, I mean, I'm sure he's influential. I mean, yeah, obviously the 70-year-old uh, average you know, reader of Rolling Stone loves right. Albert Brooks. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that you're influential if you haven't done stand-up for like 30 years. I could be wrong, but I don't think he's done it for that long. No. And, I mean, who who do you know that's, you know, explicitly named him as their influence? Yeah. I can't. I don't, don't even get know. Me wrong, everyone loves him, but I mean, he's is he is he known as being a stand-up? I don't even know anyone that does a a uh, Albert Brooks impression, except for maybe um, Kevin Pollock, who I'm sure is also not on the list. Uh, I hope not. Uh, let's see, number eighteen, Kevin Hart. I thought you were going to say Kevin Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart, I don't find especially funny, but you can't Neither. deny, you know, like his popularity. He's mm-hmm. clearly doing something right. That's probably about right. I mean, he's like the. It's probably still the the most famous comedian currently. I would say. I would say so. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, he's funny. Like I've seen him on Conan and stuff. He's funny, but his. I've tried to watch a couple of stand ups. It's it's not especially funny to me. Yeah, it's not. It's not for me. But again, I understand that he. I understand he's good at the form. He's good at the art form. He's excellent at it. Yeah. Yeah. And good for him. Uh, number seventeen, Bill Burr. Yeah, that's okay. I'm okay. I, I, I mean, when you really think about it, I don't think I'd say Bill Burr's the top 20 comedian, maybe top 50. Yeah. I mean, I like him. He's funny, but I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, he's he just seems like he's like, he's kind of comfortable. There's a few like, you know, classic moments in his career of stand-up, you know, mm-hmm. like him on Conan, him in Philadelphia, just like shredding the audience when they yep. were booing everybody else. Yep. They I mean, he's, that. He's, fu- he's funny. I mean, uh, I've watched his specials. They're okay. He, he, I think his personality is more funny than his comedy. Yeah, I agree. I, I I like him. I think probably more a little bit more than you do. Not a lot more than you do. He's you know like as of my personal favorite comedians, he's probably in my top twenty, I guess. Um, somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Somewhere. But I don't think ultimately because I, I I can already tell we're 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 missing a lot of people. I oh, can for tell sure. We're not gonna have them. Yeah. Um, but I think his podcast is is at times funnier than than his stand up. Yeah, he's he's very good imp- improvising. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, number he's not a bad. He's clearly not a bad stand-up, but it's just not. It's like, eh. Yeah. Number sixteen is Billy Connolly. Uh, okay. From uh, what you call it, uh, the, the head of the head of the class, right? He was the second head yeah, of the class yeah. guy. I mean, I haven't heard a lot of his stuff. I mean, he's we'll he's some good. credit to people from from overseas. I mean, Eddie Izzard is a big one. Eddie Izzard is uh, he's a treasure of the world. Billy mm-hmm. Connolly, I haven't heard a lot of his stuff. I mean. Uh, I hate to say this. Obviously, America is the best place for stand-up comedy. I mean, yes. I don't know what it is about here. All the best comedians are from America. Agreed. Um, but Eddie Izzard's really good. Billy, Billy Connolly's probably fine. But what? remember the uh, remember the show we did after uh, Head of the Class? What was it called? Oh, I don't remember. He was also a teacher. And all I remember is like, but I didn't know what to do. <laughs> like That was like the intro of the, uh, the show. <laughs> oh, my right, God. Who's next? Um, okay, so... Number, oh, fuck there we go. Number um, fifteen, Stephen Wright. Yes, I, I like Stephen Wright, and I think yep. fifteen. Yeah, that's 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 perfect. I think. Yeah, I think fifteen's a good place for him. Yeah, he burst onto the scene at a young age. Uh, you know, killed on the Tonight Show, 
Mitch Hedberg, I don't think you have him without Stephen Wright. Uh, mm-hmm. Dimitri Martin, probably not him either. Yep. Uh, Stephen Wright is uh, he he he's in some TV shows and movies. He never really had like a vehicle for him. Right. I, I don't know how he how does he survive. I'm sure he sold his stand up. I guess I don't know. That that would be um, my guess. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like he's you know uh, he's an innovator for sure. I mean, again, you don't have uh, Mitch Hedberg or Dimitri Martin. That, that's a perfect spot, I think, for him. Uh, number fourteen, Andy Kaufman. Eh, eh no, I, I don't. I mean, I understand like the innovation type stuff, but again, I don't know if we're talking about the I art. Think he's not. He's not a comedian. He's was, a performance artist. That's what I was gonna say. If we're talking about the art of stand-up comedy, I don't think that he belongs on the list at all. Honestly, yeah, his stuff is only funny when you describe it to somebody else. If you were directly right. experiencing him reading the great Gatsby and then putting on a record, it would not be fun. Correct. It's like, hey, you know, this asshole friend of mine, that, that's Andy Kaufman. Yep. <laughs> Number 13 is Bill Hicks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably I mean, not that, probably not that high. Yes. But I mean, he, he, he probably gave birth to more conspiracy theorists than anybody else in the history of the world. Right. Again, his life tragically cut short. I think lung cancer. Yes, correct. I mean, he's he's definitely influential. I know. I, I I do not recall ever laughing at anything Bill Hicks has ever said. No, I, I've Bill Hicks was not my type of comedian either. But you know, but I mean, he was again like a zeitgeist. Like he's he, the nineties. Bill Hicks is the nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, number twelve, Robin Williams. I understand his influence, but uh, speaking of joke thieves, Robin Williams, and no one will say this now that he's dead, was mm-hmm. a notorious joke thief. Yep, absolutely. I mean, obviously, he's like a, such a charismatic person that he was going to be famous regardless of what he did. But supposedly, like when he was telling jokes at, like you know, the stand-up clubs, like people would turn on a light. One of their comedians were telling jokes, they'd turn on a special light to let you know Robin Williams was in the audience, so you didn't see your best jokes. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I'm not a huge fan in general, but I mean, that that alone especially just really irks me. Yeah, well, for sure. Um, number 11, and I kind of I kind of get this. I don't know that I agree with this, really. Uh, and I like this guy a lot, uh, you know, as a person and a performer, but stand-up-wise, no. Um, but I guess I kind of get it. But number 11 is Steve Martin. See, I thought he would be a lot higher. Steve Martin was very, very, very influential in yes. the 80s, late 70s. Yep. I mean, he was probably one of the first comedians to sell at stadiums. I'm not a huge Steve Martin fan, but he's probably top five just by going on influence alone. I mean, everyone, like, you know, everybody who basically got into comedy in the 90s cites Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And he had he had that, like, two, three-year career where he was, I mean, he was still selling out, he was the first comedian to sell at auditoriums. It was insane. Yeah, um, yeah he, he probably made enough money in like a two-year period to never work again. Yeah. Number 10 is Mort Saul. Are you familiar with Mort I, Saul? I, I've heard that name before, but yeah, I'm not very familiar. I'm assuming it's an older comedian, which, good, I want them to get credit, you know, recognition. I don't know who it is, but I'm assuming he's on there. Yeah, he was a 60s, he was a, so he's a 60s comedian. He'd come out in like a red sweater. Um, and then he'd have a newspaper under his arm and he would just, he would just like, he'd talk about politics and stuff like that. Sometimes he'd go through the newspaper and he'd just like point to a headline and then start talking about it and like, just like, Oh, I know who you're talking. Oh, fuck. You know, fuck Rolling Stone. I, I, I know who this guy is now. Okay. He's like a counterculturist who was like, oh, well, look at uh, Kennedy today or uh, fuck, fuck Rolling Stone. That's clearly a reference to them being hippies. Yeah. And I hate them. Yep. Number nine. There's a, there's a book called I Sniper. It's like a fictional, like you know, book about like this guy who's like killing like these seventies people. Mm-hmm. And one of the people is Mort Saul. He's based on Mort Saul. That's how I know he is. Okay. Number nine, and I'm very angry about this. Uh, I mean, top ten. So I guess that's something. But number nine is Dave Chappelle. Oh, get the fuck out of here, Dave Chappelle. If he's not number one, then he's number two. After only, and it's only personal preference. Dave Chappelle. When, when did this list come out? Uh, this came out, let's see, this is from, well, I'll tell you later, because I'm going to have to go back to the beginning to see what, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. what it's date marked. Name, name one person who's a better stand-up comedian than Dave Chappelle, and I'm including Eddie Murphy in this. 
Yeah, Dave I, Chappelle is he's easily number one. You can't you you can't you're not fun, no one's funnier than Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. I know Dave Chappelle will show up at a place and just speak extemporaneously for eight hours and be funny as fuck. Somehow they're going to try to tell me that eight people are funnier than Dave Chappelle and I don't buy it. I I still can't believe that thirty one people are funnier than Patrice O'Neill. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave Chappelle might be one of the only ones on this list that is funnier than, than Patrice O'Neill. Um, yes, Dave. I mean, he's he's the best of all time. There's nobody who's ever been funnier than Dave Chappelle. Who's next? Number eight, Bill Cosby. Oh. <laughs> and what I think is funny is the the little like the little blurb, the little paragraph that they write about it. It starts with deep sigh. <laughs> Well, I mean, Bill Cosby, I hate to say this, and I don't find him funny at all. I have to add this. Top mm-hmm. five. Yeah. I, I From as I far mean, as influence goes. Influence. Yeah. Yep. Influence. As far as influence goes and, you know, mastery of his craft, take his personal yes. life completely out of it. I, I yes. think Dave Chappelle's better, but I think that he Dave does. Des- way better. But I think he does deserve to be uh, high on the list. All right, now that my blood's boiling, tell me the next one. Number seven, Jerry Seinfeld. Funnier than uh, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I see why he's up there, but no, he's not funnier than Dave Chappelle. Agreed. I, you know what? Seven is fine for me, actually, for, for that's, Seinfeld. That's, that's, that's fine. Seinfeld, obviously, hugely influential. A lot of people find him funny. I don't, but yeah, seven's good for him. Number six, Joan Rivers. Yes, uh, that's fine. Yep. I, I'm, maybe, I, maybe, maybe higher. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, she, I like. I never found her like hilariously funny. There, there's some of her stand up that I think is very good. Um, yeah. but obviously incredibly influential. In yeah. yeah, I don't mean the titty balls either. I mean, wow. Yeah, Joan Rivers. Yes, I mean, yeah, a lot of people know her as like this weird looking lady who did QVC commercials, but no, all the way, Joan Rivers, probably higher. Number five, uh, top five. I'm going to just say top five better or higher than Dave Chappelle. Also Chris rock. I like Chris rock a lot. I, I do. I would say this spot makes sense for him. He's done. I don't know about his entire catalog, but the, uh, the N words versus black people bit mm-hmm. from bring the pain. Yep. Probably the funniest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Yep. Very, very funny. And you know, his own, he brings his own style, uh, which I like. I would put him in the top ten. I think. I, yeah, I think you're right. Better than top five. Yeah, but there's no fucking way he's funnier than Dave Chappelle. I'm sorry, you missed a boat on that one, Chris Rock. Dave Chappelle surpassed everybody like in the late like 90s, probably. Mm-hmm. Number four, Louis C.K. Yes, Louis C.K. is very funny. He might need to be higher. He's uh, much like Bill Cosby. Disregard his personal life. Yep. Very funny, very prolific, consistently hilarious. Mm-hmm. Louisa King is very good. Yep. He might be higher actually here who the rest are. Number three, Lenny Bruce. Yes, Lenny Bruce deserves to be in the top five. Again, I don't find him funny one bit, but you cannot deny the influence. I mean, is there is there stand up comedy without Lenny Bruce? That's a very good question because I mean now today. He he did not give a fuck. You know, mm-hmm. he's arrested multiple times for obscenity. One of his protégés, who better be fucking number one or two, was arrested with him at one of his concerts. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Well, number two is George Carlin. Okay. Yeah, George Carlin is arguably number one. George Carlin, one of the most brilliant stand-ups of all time. He has he can do anything. He can be silly. He's deadly serious. He's revolutionary at times. Mm-hmm. He think regardless. He has a love of wordplay. He wrote a few books that you know, care, you know, showed how much he loves words. I mean, he can he can make anything funny. George Carlin, definitely, definitely top three. Who's number one? Number one, Richard Pryor. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with it. I am 100 percent okay with Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, super influential, mm-hmm. funny. Every time you see him, unfortunately, passed away. Too early from MS. Uh, Richard Pryor, I have no problems at all with Richard Pryor being number one. However, Dave Chappelle is still the funniest stand-up comedian ever. He he yep. might not exist without Richard Pryor, but he's number one. I yeah, here my list would probably be it's hard because Richard Pryor, George Carlin, and Lenny Bruce, I think, deserve to be up there for sure. But I would what I'd probably do is I'd probably do Chappelle, uh 
Carlin, Pryor, Bruce. And then to round out my top five, probably Louis C.K. Uh, you know, I think that's, I think that would be my top five. Is it, there anybody you felt that was egregiously left off this list? I have a slew of names. Well, I have some, and I'll, I've, to no, to no surprise to anyone that listens to the show, one of them is going to be Norm McDonald. How the fuck is Norm McDonald not one of the 50 yeah, best comedians? I didn't even think of Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald, I could see maybe his best work. This is ridiculous. Norm McDonald is the best talk show host guest ever, which is a very weird position to be in mm-hmm. yep I, his stand-up is okay it's not the best i mean there's definitely moments that i find very funny but he's so much better at being a guest on talk show yeah and well th- here's the thing uh even just just his set on letterman's last episode i think should put yes. him in the top 50 somewhere yeah. if norm wanted to be a master of comedy stand-up comedy he'd be the best one of all time he's just lazy which sucks yeah. to say but it's true yep you're right He's he's definitely better than Tignataro though. Oh, for sure. Yes, absolutely. He he deserves to be I mean, I'm not saying top ten, but he deserves to be somewhere on this list. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, his body of work alone. Um anybody else that seems like, you know, especially um miss missold for being on there? Well, uh, you know, of course, um Kevin Pollack I mentioned. <laughs> you know who I think should be on this list and you're gonna roll your eyes? Who? Rich, Rich Little. Oh, interesting. As a stand-up, um, you have to consider his impressions to be stand-up. Well, if you if you consider his press, his impressions to be part of his stand-up routine, which I got, yeah, I guess I guess that's true. I guess you would. Then then yes, because I mean, uh, it's I mean, influ- no influential alone. <laughs> like, oh uh, yeah, he basically, yeah, I mean, he basically created impressionists. I cannot remember this guy's last name. Uh, you'll know it as soon as I say it. First name is Buddy. Oh, Buddy Hackett? Buddy Hackett should be on the list. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Buddy Hackett should be on there, too. Um, Burrell, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, was, uh, who was the other Vince one? Champ. <laughs> Vince Champ. Vince uh, Champ revolutionized uh, college campuses. <laughs> <laughs> college campus security. Um, <laughs> I personally would put Doug Stanhope on here. He's one of my fam- favorite comedians. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love his approach. It's just so like nihilistic. He just like destroys everything. I think Brian Regan should be on the list. Oh, Brian Regan for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you would probably say this if I didn't uh just now, but John Mulaney should probably be on the list. He's he's a very good comedian. I'm not a huge fan, but he's he's definitely up there. Yeah, I think top fit like he's another one that I would say like forty eight, forty seven in that range in that range. I'd say higher. Really? Yeah, well, it depends. So, like, I'd have to. We'd have to. You and I would have to like get a list of people and then and then like figure it out, like pit pit, pit them against each other to to really know. But I definitely think he should be in the top fifty. Another person I think should be on there, even though I I know a little of his work, is Henny Youngman. Oh yeah, I agree. Henny Youngman should be on there too. You know who else should be on there? Uh, is Milton Berle. Yeah. Yeah. Although, all, although also known that, as right? a joke thief, Milton Berle. <laughs> yeah. And then also on there as a honorable mention is uh, Milton Berle's cock. <laughs> yep. He revolutionized white guys having large cocks. I hear that he influenced you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's really funny that should be on here is uh, Hannibal Burris. Have you ever seen a stand-up? Yes, I have seen Hannibal stand up. Very funny, very yep. original, like a, you know, just like a really like off kilter kind of, you know, voice. What do you think about so here's like here's another one that would be more of like uh you know, on the bubble. Like in we mentioned him earlier or you mentioned him earlier, like an Anthony Jeselnik. Does he See, make it I, in the top 50? It's close. I, oh, you know, I just realized no, I, I wouldn't. Anthony Jesselnik to me is very like one note, like oh, I'm going to do a dark joke, right? You know, I just realized the biggest fucking biggest, most egregious uh, left off person on this entire list is who is it? I don't. know. This is a top five comedian. I don't know why I didn't even think about this before. Dave Attell. Oh my god, yes. I, How is Dave Attell not on this list? I don't know. Fuck. I, yeah, I totally he, forgot about that. He might be the funniest person ever. Dave Attell. How how does Dave Zell not make the top fifty? And he's been a talk about someone prolific. He's been around forever too. Holy shit! And he's always coming up with new shit. Always the funniest person ever. I mean, 
influence wise, who I mean, David tells influence so many people. Like you could just tell by some people's cadence. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it so much anymore. But this comedian, Big J Okerson, he has a, a tell like cadence. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he's he's probably the biggest. I mean, he's not even fifty. David Tell, are you fucking sure about that? <laughs> really, he's not. If he David Tell's not even in the fit in the top fifty, I mean. Oh, I thought you. Guys. I thought you meant he's not fifty years old. Well, he's he's probably about that age wise. Um. Yeah, I can't. I cannot. I cannot understand how he doesn't make it in the top fifty of comedians. Like you said, he's probably he's fifty five. He's probably um. He's probably top five, top 10. No, no, he's for sure top five. He's been the funniest comedian out there for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, like I said, there's there's problems with the list to me. I understand wanting to put, you know, certain people in there and stuff like that, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I... Yeah. yeah, it's a bad list. I mean, there's some people that, I mean, Patrice O'Neill at 32, I, I, I will never get, Eddie Murphy at 15? Are you sure? fucking serious you know two people who i would put up there that that maybe don't deserve to make the list i don't know i get you know it's up to up to uh, everyone else i guess but would personally make my top 50 um is uh colin quinn who who i like a lot yeah yeah and kathleen madigan i don't know if you've ever seen any kathleen Kathleen madigan Madigan stuff another person that on there jim gaffigan yes oh yes i forgot about jim gaffigan yes I mean, how is he? I don't understand that. Oh, man. Another, I mean, Ralphie May is funny as fuck. Yep. Ralphie May's not on there. You don't have, uh, you don't have George Lopez on there. You don't have, uh, uh, what's his name? Gabriel. Oh, Iglesias? Yeah. You don't yeah. have these fucking top selling comedians of like all time, basically, on the list. God. Yeah. I don't, um, I think you and I could make a, uh, a much better we list. We should make a much better list. And then we'll uh, we'll call it the the anti Rolling Stones, right? The massive late fee list. There you go. The we ma- just do top fifty funniest people. It doesn't necessarily have to be comedians because if we do funniest people, we can include like a uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he definitely deserves to be on there. It's funny, one of the funniest people. So the, oh, to answer your question real quick, this list came from February fourteenth, so Valentine's Day, uh, twenty seventeen. So it's three years old. Get out of here. Three years old and David Tell's on the list. Fuck your list. Yeah. D- Dave, David Tell's not on the list. And I'm pretty sure that w- that is in time for Chappelle, at least Chappelle's Netflix, uh, the couple first couple Netflix things, I think. Maybe not, but I don't know. Would he be Jeff higher? Jeff Ross is very funny, too. Yeah. 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 I like Jeff Ross. Greg Giraldo. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and Greg Giraldo's stand up is really good, too. Yeah, yeah. Nick DePaul is very funny, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you don't put him on here. I'm not the biggest fan, but he is funny. Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Fox- Jeff Foxworthy and Larry the Cable Guy. So, like, I mean, I, like I, like you said, I don't, I don't, Jeff Foxworthy can be funny at times. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy, I've never, I don't think I've ever laughed at anything he's ever said. Um, But, Neither one of them are are particularly my taste in comedy, but talk about especially with with uh, Jeff Foxworthy, talk about influential and and stuff like that. I mean, Jeff Foxworthy was basically the you know like more the only southerner who was a comedian at the time. It seems like it's not true, but hey, right. what about you're going to think I'm kidding here? What about Earthquake? Oh, um... Earthquake, Bruce, Bruce, it's extremely funny comedians, not recognized. Yeah, yep, yeah. Uh, no, I, I actually agree, though. Oh, fuck. I think we need to put together a list of uh, 50 to 100 funniest people in order. I think we could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if Mort Saul will make the fucking list. We'll <laughs> yeah, that's Mort Saul, number 10, too. I get that he was like, I get that he was, you know, somewhat innovative because it's like a you know, conservative-looking, like, middle-aged dude talking about fucking, like, hippie politics and stuff like that, but come on. What about Jon Stewart? Do you think he belongs on the list? As a stand-up, no. If we were doing a funniest people list, I think he could make the top 50, but not as a stand-up. His his stand-up was always just okay. He's... Not not better than Mark Maron. 
he's he was another one of those people uh who like like i would say like david letterman right david letterman's stand-up was pretty good during its time i wouldn't put him on this list uh because you know he hasn't done stand-up in forever but uh david letterman found his calling as a a talk show host and yeah i would put him on the list and conan o'brien too with the funniest people for funniest people for sure yes um i haven't seen much of conan's stand-up no, I'm just saying he, he. I don't think he ever did say enough. I'm just saying the okay. funniest people. All right, yeah, for sure. Uh, but that is the list. That is our episode. Uh, we've run way late tonight. Um, well, we're gonna get out of here, but we will see you next week. Uh, maybe we'll come up with our own list next week. Uh, but talk to you later. Bye. See you next time.